Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation. First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raiders news and analysis. Uh, Before we get started and want to say welcome back, I missed the last couple of weeks while I was on vacation. Uh, But just to let you know, Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome in my great co-host, Sam Gordon, uh, also from the Las Vegas Review Journal and Vegas Nation. How are you doing, Sam? Vinny, my man. Good to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, we are, what, about 48 hours now away from the start of the NFL draft. Um, a lot of news out there, a lot of uh, crazy talk out there. And I want to start, Sam Gordon, uh, with the report that came out of Green Bay uh, yesterday uh, indicating that the Packers uh, are interested in trading for Darren Waller. We're interested in trading for Darren Waller in the Devonte Adams trade. Um, and that uh, they're the two teams are engaged in, uh, in talk that might facilitate a trade by uh, the draft. First of all, um, just to let everybody know, based on my reporting, there's nothing to that from the Raiders end of things. There are no, uh, have no desire to trade Darren Waller. Yes, obviously he's a coveted player by the Packers and probably 30 other uh, NFL teams. I should say 32 because the Raiders covet him uh, for all the reasons that everybody else uh, covets him. And so from the Raiders perspective, perspective, um, while there might be interest in, in Darren Waller, there's no interest in on their side um, from, from uh, by, uh, of trading trading him or facilitating any sort of a trade initially first of all first off uh sam what were your thoughts when you when you saw that report uh initially Vinny, first thought was yeah i mean they teams this is the nfl uh good players teams are going to get calls about good players inquiring about good situations right you're you know inquiring about their situations right like that's what's going to happen uh it happens all you know every off season with all different kinds of players from different teams good players are going to you know are going to get caught about right teams are going to do their due diligence that doesn't mean anything is necessarily imminent i didn't think or expect anything to be imminent by any means but it makes sense that green bay given their situation with where they are in terms of their receiving core or lack thereof of now that Devontae Adams is in Las Vegas, yeah, they're going to want to make some moves to, to upgrade. So um, it makes sense given where things are at right now with Darren Waller, um, how affordable his deal is, kind of where he was at. It makes sense that teams are calling, and it also makes sense that the Raiders are, are going to hang up the phone and say no. Uh, one of the yeah. best tight ends in the NFL, still only 29. Like, why would they be in a rush to move him? Exactly, no doubt about it. And let's let's take a couple steps back and go to uh, the trade talks with the Packers uh, and the Raiders that ultimately landed Devontae Adams here in Las Vegas. That's a big part of all of this, especially the argument against trading Darren Waller, especially now uh, after they've added Devontae Adams and created the super duo uh, between those two players. Uh, and I'll be writing about this, um, in, uh, you know, uh, for Vegas Nation. The, the article should post sometime on, on Tuesday. But um, here's the thing. Um, even if the Packers had asked, and there's here's here's a key because I saw this kind of growing on wildfire. Uh, the initial report was that the Packers demand, and they were the team that was, trading their Devonte Adams. They weren't making offers. They were um, soliciting offers. Okay. So yep. you've got to make a distinction between those two words. The, the Raiders never offered 
the first round pick and Doc Darren Waller for Devontae Adams. That's crazy talk. It's ludicrous. Um, so flip it and let's just say, for argument's sake, the Packers demanded uh, or asked for a first round pick and Darren Waller. Well, that would have been a moot conversation to begin with, because if you remember, Devontae Adams was a franchise tag designated player. Number one, he hadn't even signed uh, that that uh, uh, distinction. So by rule, you can't trade a player under that classification for another player. It's just against the rules. So that was a, a moot conversation if it ever even came about. Um, but, but the important thing is make the differentiate uh, or differentiate between the Raiders offer and what yep. the Packers were asking. The Raiders yep. under no circumstances, uh, uh, Sam, were offering a first round pick and uh, Darren Waller, because if that was under the rules or allowed on the rules, the Packers would have jumped at that opportunity. Yeah. The Raiders would never have done that. Why? Like, why would you voluntarily give up like good players if you don't have to, right? Like the point of a trade is to get as much value as you can with giving up as little value as you can. And that's why you have negotiations, right? Vinny is every team for every trade has to be having to work out. You got to, you got to find a sweet spot. And you, that's, that's what the point of, of these discussions are. But from an individual team's perspective, Shoot, if the Raiders could have given up less to get Devontae Adams than they gave up, they would have done that, obviously. So, yeah, of course Green Bay is going to ask, right? Of course they're going to inquire. It would make sense for them to do so. And quite frankly, it would be relatively irresponsible to not do so. And, and that is independently of the, the logistics of, of the trade or the fact that it can't happen. So if, if they inquired about a separate deal, which I'm not, you know, I haven't necessarily seen any reporting on that. I'm not, I'm not sure if they have. What, you know, it would make sense if they did, but that, that again has no bearing, you know, teams calling or asking about other, asking other teams about certain players has no bearing on if a team is actually going to move said player. Right. So um, that, that was my, you know, to your point, that was kind of my initial reaction. I, yeah. I, of course, you know, makes sense that Green Bay would ask. It makes sense. The Raiders would say, no, why, why would they change? You, you, you bring Devontae Adams on board, right? At least right now with the vision of having this offense where he compliments what you already had with Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. You're not trying to take away from that, right? No, exactly not. Um, the, the Raiders, the vision for the Raiders, uh, at least for this next year, and we'll get into why maybe it is only a one-year type of a deal because obviously Darren Waller's contract is coming up and we're going to get that into a second, uh, you know, get into that in a second. Um, but the Raiders' vision of trading for Devontae Adams and giving up a first and second round pick, being willing to do that, was specifically designed to add Devontae Adams to Darren Waller and create a very unenviable or put opposing defenses in the most unenviable position of all. Uh, that being, who do we protect ourselves from on any given play? Knowing full well that by doing that, by maximize, by maximum uh, protection against either Darren Waller or Devontae Adams, opens the door for the other guy to just slay them. So it's like, pick your poison literally on who you, you know, are, are, are uh, the most okay with opening up a lot of uh, portion of the football field for them to, you know, just torment you. Uh, and that's what the Raiders wanted to create just a unwinnable. There's no way there, there's no winning choice in that. If you double team Devonte Adams, you're opening things up for Darren Waller, one of the most you know dynamic weapons in the NFL. If you double team Darren Waller, you're opening the door up for Devonte Adams, one of the most uh, you know dynamic weapons in the NFL. So that's what the Raiders wanted to create in a day and age where football 
is all about applying maximum pressure on your opponent, whether that's on the offensive side of the football or the defensive side of the football. But since we're talking about offense right now, putting teams in that kind of a position, that's what you strive for. That's how you win games. Right. So the thought of just what I would believe would be an unforced error to break that up before it even starts by literally removing one of the key components of that makes no sense. No, none, Vinny, none. And um, and I, I, I completely um, I completely understand why there's interest in Darren Waller. He's, he, as we know, he's really, really good. And the Raiders built this offense in place to, you know, put this offense in place to, to be really explosive this season. And the, the moves that they made uh, in free agency in, you know, with the trades and whatnot were designed to make the team better right now, like right, right now. So before any kind of disruption, um, on that offense, I'm with you. I would expect that we see that this season and see what that looks like. And then, you know, maybe down the road, you revisit some things, but I, I still believe, um, as we've said on the podcast multiple times, that with Devontae Adams in the fold, with everybody healthy, this has a chance to be a top, you know, six, eight offense, maybe even more upside than that, depending on how that offensive line looks. You want to see what that looks like. You don't want to tinker with that unnecessarily if you do not have to. Right, exactly. And to, um, uh, you know, uh, to amplify the unneed, the non-need at the moment, consider this. Um, all right, so you can make the argument, well, what if Darren Waller came knocking on the Raiders' door and saying, look, I'm not playing under this contract right now, all right? That obviously would change the dynamic and maybe uh, it would it would leave the, the Raiders a little bit more open to either, you know, to at least entertaining and seeing what might be out there, especially if whatever Darren Waller is asking for is a little too rich uh, for their salary cap needs and plans and all that right now. But I don't know, uh, Sam, does it look like, you know, uh, uh, Darren Waller is is playing any of those cards right now? He's literally participating in every voluntary, and I stress the word voluntary, off-season program, um, you know, uh, component that's going on right now. He was at the conditioning opening, uh, what was it, a week or so ago or two weeks ago. Uh, yesterday, Monday, started uh, the voluntary mini camp that the Raiders are allowed to have because they have a new coach. Guess who showed up? Darren Waller. So is, is he acting like a guy that's trying to force a new contract uh, or force some sort of a trade? I, I mean, I look at Debo Samuel. I look at um, you know, uh, Kyler Murray, who are basically doing exactly that. And I think uh, another is the uh, Tennessee wide receiver kind of going along those lines. AJ Brown. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the opposite of what Darren Waller is doing right now. So again, it, he appears okay, at least for now with whatever contract talks are going on or whatever assurances he has, or just the fact that, Hey, I'll play this season out and revisit it next year. Why trade somebody that is giving no indications that they want to be anywhere else right now? Yeah, 110%. It just right at this, from the Raiders standpoint, with where they're at right now in the offseason, after all the work you do, trying to build some cohesion and trying to build some, some structure and, and, and up the upgrades you've made wouldn't make any sense from their perspective. Not right now. Now, again, like you said, Vinny, if, if things change and there's, you know, there's Darren Waller voices something or he stops showing up, then it's a different conversation. But to your point, Based on his actions, right? His actions, tenable actions. He's 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 participating in voluntary workouts. That that shows at least for the time being, he's committed to being a part of this program. And and the Raiders, uh, that's uh, he, that uh, the Raiders need him. Quite frankly, to reach the heights they want to go to, they need a guy of his caliber, and they need him to be healthy. So you know, we'll see. 
Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Especially with an offensive line that's still got some question marks and a defense that uh, while, you know, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones are going to be uh, a lethal combination in their own right, uh, as a pass rush duo is still very young behind uh, them. Um, the defense, you know, uh, a bunch of young cornerbacks, young safeties. So it's not like the Raiders are assured of having this lockdown, you know, tremendous defense right now. Uh, it's it, it's it, which which uh, makes it more need need needing that they have to score a lot of points that they're going to have to score as many points as possible to put themselves in the best position to win, not to say the defense is going to be a sieve or anything like that, but you know, you don't know what that defense is going to look like just yet. So play to your strength, which is obviously an offense that looks as explosive as any in the NFL. Um, and let that be the calling card, at least until that defense gets, you know, squared away a little bit again, all the more reason why you don't trade somebody like Darren Waller. And I don't, you know, I know that, Fans sometimes get caught up in, oh, a first round pick or a second round pick. Well, I, I, I offer this to you, Sam Gordon, um, yeah. even if it's a first round pick. And right now, let's just use the Packers as, as an argument. They've got what? The, the, their first pick is number 22, which ironically enough, the Raiders gave to them for Devontae Adams. Think of it this way. The Raiders were willing to trade that pick to get Devontae Adams. Why would they be willing now to trade the, uh, Darren Waller for that pick? It's obvious that they feel like, you know what? Um, we're good with trading that pick in a second and, and a second pick to get the proven commodity in Devontae Adams and add him to the proven commodity of Darren Waller. I know that first round picks and sometimes even second round picks have an allure to them, but you're talking about proven players versus um, unproven players. And at a time where the Raiders are trying to take that next step, um, in terms of knocking on the Super Bowl door, it, again, for another reason, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, as alluring as draft picks can be. There's nobody in this draft right now. Honestly, there's no, let's say, wide receiver tight end out there in this draft that I would be, if I was the Raiders, comfortable with trading Darren Waller for. Yeah, I'm with you. At this point, if you're trying to win right now, right, like Darren Waller is a proven player in this, in this league. He's a Pro Bowl caliber player when he's healthy. And when he's doing what he's doing, you can line him up all over the field, any kind of any kind of spot on the field. He's going to be a matchup problem, and he's going to get his a thousand yards and his eight to ten touchdowns. And as we saw in 2020, when he was healthy for the full season, uh, over 100 catches. That's the kind of ability he has at, at age 29 in the prime of his career. Correct, Vinny, in his prime. That's not you're not looking to to, to move off those those that caliber of a player unless you absolutely have to, unless you absolutely have to, and they're not in that position right now. There is no absolutely have to. So uh, until there is, and, and again, that they're not, we haven't seen that. We don't know if that's going to be the case because because of the way Darren Waller has been participating and because he's been a consummate professional and teammate, even though understandably so, he probably does want a new contract when you take a look at what he's making compared to the top tight ends around the NFL. If he does, he's handled that com completely professionally um, and, and, and by showing up and whatnot, he's keeping it all behind the scenes. It hasn't trickled out to the public yet. And um, and he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. So with that said, um, there from from my perspective, um, the, the, we romanticize draft picks quite a bit. They don't a lot of them don't pan out. That's just kind of the reality of this business. In a lot of ways, it's a crapshoot, and you, it's not with Darren Waller. You know what you have with him when he's available, what he brings to the table, 
And you want to see what that looks like going into a crucial 2022 season. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, so let's get that out of the way. Uh, never say never. We all understand that. Uh, but it sure doesn't seem like um, that's something that the Raiders are, uh, you know, uh, interested on any level of doing as we sit here today. And I wouldn't expect any of those types of talks to get any gain any seriousness until this time next year, if they can't come together on a, on a new contract. Um, so let's put that one uh, to bed for now. Obviously, the draft is just right around the corner. Uh, as we stand here today, the Raiders don't pick until the 86th pick overall, which is in the third round. Um, there's been talk about potentially trying to move up. I think the more likely scenario would be moving down um, and gathering more picks to kind of make up for the first and second round pick that they lost. Not that they're going to be able to get that kind of value, but at least add to your draft arsenal in order to bring more players uh, in. And this is, uh, by all indications, a pretty deep uh, draft. So um, you maximize your chances of succeeding in this draft by bringing in as many players as possible. So to me, that opens the door for the trade down scenario more than the trade up scenario. But as we sit here today, Sam, um, where are you in terms of what you feel like the Raiders need to do uh, to really help themselves uh, as immediately as possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still, and I've been beating this drum, you know, I think all, all, all offseason, right? I still think there are some questions on the offensive line. And if you can uh, get, uh, you know, somebody that you think can come in, in in the third round or whatever, or the fourth round, come in, compete, uh, possibly push for a starting job, or, or even just be depth and be somebody that you can develop, uh, I think that's where the Raiders need to go, right? You, you take a look at what they have, receiver, they're set. We understand that. Uh, Derek Carr solidified. You got what you got your pass rush. You added depth at defensive tackle. You have a couple corners um, now that you like. Now, maybe you could use an extra corner, extra defensive back, right? You can never be too deep um, there. But when you, when you take a look at kind of where this team is at, and that's not to say that, you know, there aren't any holes whatsoever, that everybody's a perfect player. Of course, we know that's not necessarily the case. But the one area where, where I think there's still the most question marks will be offensive line. With that said, that's, that's where I think the Raiders should go. Um, if there's a, you know, an offensive lineman they like at, at that point, and I, I'm, I'm not averse to trading back. I'm always a fan of trading back and kind of increasing the number of guards you get to throw at the dartboard and, and the opportunities um, that you have for finding a, a, a player that can contribute. Um, but, but we know that based on what we've heard, right, from, from, from Dave Ziegler, like best player available, if it's not necessarily an offensive lineman, that's so, like they're comfortable going in a different direction. So that's what I believe they need. That's the, the route, the, the direction I would go. But I would expect that if there, there's somebody that maybe they had, you know, graded a little higher, that slipped a little bit, they're going to pull the trigger there. So I'm uh, definitely curious to see what they could do. But offensive line to me is still a question mark. What do you think? I agree. And um, it's just it's hard to fathom right now uh, that the Raiders would be OK with bringing it back, uh, you know, yeah. uh, next year along the offensive line. If he now I'm not in the meeting rooms and I'm not looking at things through the eyes of, of Josh McDaniels. Um, and, and the new offensive line coach, new offensive staff, maybe they see uh, more than what we're seeing uh, or have seen, uh, I should say, especially from Brandon Parker at right tackle. I think he's just fine enough as a swing tackle. And I think that they've certainly covered their, their uh, you know, covered their bases a little bit in case they strike out. Um, you know, on the offensive line help, whether it's through the draft or uh, post-draft free agency, at least they feel like they have somebody in the building that has started a number of games in the NFL and can play on a team, which he did last year, that makes the playoffs. Um, but I would think that they would want 
uh, and, and endeavor to do better at that position. So uh, I'm with you. Now, here's the thing. I don't, I'm not sure if pick number 86 is going to line up in terms of um, best player available and most pressing need, which is offensive line. Uh, but it could, and I wouldn't be shocked if that's the direction that they went in. Another play, another position that I feel is kind of of sneaky importance um, is the cornerback room. And on one hand, it's extremely young uh, cornerback room. You know, obviously with Rocky Yassin and, and um, uh, Trayvon Mullen and Nate Hobbs, uh, Amik Robertson, some of the guys that they currently have on the roster. That's that's a youthful room to be sure. And you would think, well, okay, they've got a lot of potential. They've got a lot of youth. Um, you know, uh, is there really a need, you know, for another cornerback? Well, when you look at that cornerback room, especially the contract situations, I mean, the Raiders theoretically could be looking at a situation this time next year of needing to replace both of their cornerbacks because both of their starting cornerbacks because Rocky Yassin and uh, Trayvon Mullen are going into the last years of the contracts. And while that does create, Sam, a couple of motivated and really across the board, motivated players trying to play for another contract, a bigger contract, and that could be a good thing. They could, A, price themselves, both price themselves out, or one or the other price themselves out of the, of the Raiders' price range this time next year, or neither one of them responds. And, and for that reason, you're looking for another cornerback. So that cornerback position is kind of a sneaky position to need, Sam. Yeah, I think that's, an, you, you make an interesting point, Vinny, in terms of pricing, pricing themselves out moving forward. Because, right, like, these are both players, you know, what Rocky has seen in Trayvon Mullen, that have, that have flashed, right? They, they, of course, not necessarily elite by any means, you know, and, and have, you know, ways to go in their development, but have shown signs of being reliable, productive starting corners in the NFL guys, as you can depend on to start and do their job uh, every Sunday. And like you said, if, if one of those guys is a big year, well, all of a sudden your plans change a little bit. So you, you bring in somebody in the third, fourth round, um, look at Nate Hobbs, look at how much of a contributor he was last year as a defensive back. Maybe you find somebody that's able to step in day one and contribute, you know, in a, in a secondary or tertiary role that can then develop into a potential starter down the line. So I'm, I'm with you there. I think there is, there are some question marks, um, at, at corner um, as well, um, along with the offensive line. But but the, the fact that we're that we're having this conversation at this point, right? I think it speaks to um, the the job the Raiders have done overall and just kind of upgrading the talent of the roster. They, there's not as many glaring holes as there were years prior, and it feels like we you know maybe we have the same conversation every offseason. But you look at the high end talent that they've ad added. You look at some of the depth pieces that they they've added. Um, now all of a sudden you're, you're kind of doing work on the periphery to, to fill everything out. And of course that starts with the offensive line. Again, a lot of question marks there, but if, if you're in a position where you can add a good corner or a corner that you believe can develop in a good corner into a good corner, third, fourth round, like why not? Why, why not at, at this point with where they're at? Yeah. Uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't dip into the cornerback world uh, at some point during the draft uh, and certainly undrafted free agency, uh, and who knows, uh, maybe the trade market uh, after the trade. Uh, I know there's some cornerbacks out there. Uh, Bradbury from the New York Giants uh, seems to always be, his name seems to come up all the time uh, in trade talks. Maybe that's a, uh, a deal that the Raiders um, entertain after the draft, see what they can get, um, you know, uh, here in these next three or, you know, you know Thursday through, uh, through Saturday or maybe Friday through Saturday since they don't have a first round pick yet. Uh, so we'll see how that all goes. Uh, but it will be, uh, I think, uh, Sam, a fascinating weekend to be sure. Uh, we'll see if the Raiders 
um, have what it takes to move up or whether they move down and what they ultimately end up with as they pursue, you know, making this roster even better. And I would also keep an eye on undrafted free agency, which will unfold right after the draft. Uh, that's always a fun time uh, to see who they can bring in a history that's shown, whether it's the Raiders or anybody else. There's a lot of value um, in that undrafted free agent market. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that as well. Whatever they do, uh, Sam, we'll be here to talk about it next week without question. Uh, and I can't wait really to be able to sit here next week and kind of reflect back on what actually happened uh, in this draft. But until then, I uh, want to let, uh, you know, wish everybody a happy draft. Enjoy it. It's always a fun time of year. Enjoy Las Vegas if you're in town. It's going to be a spectacular show. Uh, I think both Sam and I can assure you of that. Uh, Absolutely. No, no question about it. Uh, and we look forward to, uh, to revisiting uh, next week. I want to say thanks to all of our listeners. Um, absolutely want to thank uh, uh, Station Casinos. Want to thank the Las Vegas Review Journal, Blue Wire, uh, obviously. Want to say thanks to our great producer, Larry Muir. We always appreciate everything that you do. Uh, Sam, thank you. Uh, absolutely. And uh, we'll check back in with everybody next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.